got it bumping. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Diamond Hans, The Last Sip. We are back on another episode. And um, actually, I have a special guest here. This is my brother from another mother. We literally grew up together when we were in, um, in uh, as kids, I guess really we can say that. Um, known this guy since we were in high school. Um, you know, literally can take a bullet for him. Almost fought for him, like the whole school. But uh, anyway, <laughs> this is President Edwards, as I like to call him. <laughs> I'm calling it. This is gonna be our future future uh, president. But you know, that's just me. But the man's Daryl is here, and we have a special episode for you guys. Um, we are actually going to have a guy session for the first time. This is the first time recorded, because I feel like we have guy sessions often. Facts. But facts. this will be the first time it's recorded. Facts. Live action. Mm. And uh, our topic is actually interesting, which I feel like I feel like this is something that can serve both, both sides. Yeah. The guys and girls. Why are men not in touch with their feelings? Or why are certain men's not, men's yeah. are not in touch with their feelings? You know? Um, and I feel like... I feel like there's there's different there's different parts of this that yeah. that comes to play, you know. Um, for one, I feel like the the something that's very consistent with everybody, especially with a lot of guys, is their first breakup. I feel like the first breakup literally, kind of like, either solidifies you to either be super emotional or you just shut down. I think I you know I I I want to. I would agree with that. I think that you, the first breakup is one of those reasons. It could be one of the reasons why you, why you, why you shut down. Um, but I think it sort of starts off for me. I, I would start off from a, from a perspective of what is the family unit? Like, what does that look like? Mm. Um, and so I would start off even before you even start thinking about like, um, non platonic relationships. Um, just talking about family. And so, like, for me, I grew up very differently from a lot of my, my male friends. Mm -hmm. um, I think I had, not I think, I have my mother and my three sisters. And I have my stepfather as well. But my, but growing up initially, before my stepfather came along, it was just me and my mother. And so I sort of had, like, you know, when you talk about roles and, you know, how you fit into certain roles, I remember growing up. For a long time, I didn't even know that, you know, as a male, I was supposed to wear my towel at my waist. Because really? A lot, of, a lot of things are just, you repeat what you see. Nah, that's facts. That's facts. And so if I was growing up in a household, and so the house that I grew up in from maybe like age, I want to say one, whenever, to like seven, mm -hmm. had, I would say if we talk about percentage-wise, 90% women, 10% men. Mm. And then we know as men, specifically living in black households, the men are there and sometimes not there. So right. a lot of the people that you're spending a lot of time with are going to be these women. Mm -hmm. And so I would always see these women wrapping the towel. Mm -hmm. Around their waist. Not I mean, around, around, around right, the boobage. I was not like a, you know, I, I wasn't questioning like, oh, why is that? Right, because right, remember, right. Uh, as you get older, women do it because they have sort of 
breasts and whatnot. But mm-hmm. when the you're goods. when when you're <laughs> when you're a little girl, it's sort of like in preparation for that. Right. Why you wear the towel like that? And so, you know, boys and girls at the time, um, their bodies pretty much look the same, other than their genitals. Right, right, right. You know, I got a penis. You got a vagina. Right, right, but right. At what that the age, sugar walls, as I like to call them. We know you like to call them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At that age, the chest area pretty much looks the same. Right. And so I saw them doing that, and I was like, okay. And I, I know that's sort of like a long, drawn-out way to get to. For me, my relationship in terms of being expressive started off with how expressive I could be at home. Mm. And initially, I could be as expressive as I wanted to because I was in a house that was predominantly women mm-hmm. and women are taught in our society that they it's okay for them to be expressive to a certain point right and so and i mean just playing off like the whole uh household thing too because just like you said we are creatures of um observation we right. we mimic what we see, what we see. Right, right, right. so even in the family dynamic majority of the time like I feel like it, it's starting to change now, but like majority of the time, like like back in the day, the men never really were were involved or really expressive unless it was either two things: anger, something was wrong, yeah, right, something was wrong, or um, or when it came time to, to, discipline. to discipline, if that, if that, if that, and it complete agreement with you. I think growing up. What was interesting was that, like, I would be disciplined by my stepfather, mm-hmm. but when it came to, like, talking about how I felt about whatever was going on, that was with my mother. And so, I always, you know, Hans, you know, I, I'm the, I'm, of our male friends, I think I'm probably the most expressive. Like, yeah, I yeah. Sort of say how I feel, Facts. regardless of what's going on, and I think that sort of stems from this you know, from that background of always being able to talk. I think when I was growing up, my mother used to always tell us um, she never wanted somebody to do us wrong and us feel like we couldn't tell someone. And so we mm. always, she always sort of gave us the opportunity. And she says sometimes maybe she did that too much because now we just talk nonstop. Yeah, you guys are loose. We don't, we don't hold it back. I'm telling you, the, the Edward household is a, uh, you got you to gotta wear a helmet and a, and a, yeah, and a strong vest. Once you come in, it's a, um, it's, it's a battle zone. Like, if you ain't ready, don't come in. That's you, just what it's going to be. If you can't take a shot, then uh, you just got to go. And so, um, yeah, that's how I've always been. Um, but I think, you know, if we start from that family unit. Because even when you think about it, like, the men, what I found is that the men, when it, when it comes to their actual children, they don't talk that much. Nah. Like, they just sort of stay at a reserved role. They discipline when they need to. They talk when they have to. And really, they you only hear them when it's necessary. But you're not having ongoing conversations. With, like, your, with your mother, you're, like, talking about how you feel about things. Right. And I remember, with, like, prior to my stepfather coming along, my mother and I talked about a lot of things. But when my stepfather came along, he was very much like, men don't cry. Men don't do this. Men don't do that. And so he was the first person that taught me, this is where the towel is supposed to be, be, be worn. Mm. And this is how you handle situations. And so I would get upset about things. Or he would tell me, all this talking back that you're doing, that's what women do. Women talk back. Mm. Women have responses. Men right. don't. Mm, that's so interesting. that was my position. So growing up, even now till today, like I'm 27 now, and I don't believe in crying. Now, part of the not believing in crying is because I just don't think it serves anything. I mean, you right. cry, and then after you finish, the situation's still there. It's so still it's there. Waste of tears. Right. But, 
you know, being emotionally intelligent, you know, it sort of tells you that being able to admit that you have emotions and that you're going through things and releasing those said emotions in a healthy fashion is a sign of an emotion, emotionally intelligent person. Right. But when I was growing up, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing. And even um, you said something, too, that was interesting. I, I was just thinking about it. When you, when we're, when we are growing up, majority of the time, like we, we are expressive to our, to our mother mother, and we are stern and kind of like not really expressive to our fathers. Mm -hmm. And it also plays into how we interact as friends. Yeah. Because it's easier, is it for like, for me, like it's easier for me to be expressive and tell my emotions and um, actually it's not, but like it's, it's, I'll be more like uh what's the word like i'll be more okay with telling my girlfriend hey i feel this then going to my guy and be like i'm feeling, I'm feeling this, this thing. Right, right you know right. what i'm saying Even between the two of us we've had conversations like now at this place we don't have that yeah but yeah when yeah. we initially started being you know when we started this friendship it was difficult to say like you know lenny i'm feeling this way some type of way right um, even now like I think maybe a few months ago I was telling you like it was difficult for me to explain this to you because I also feel like you know when you're dealing with and this sort of is further down the line but when you're dealing with your boys you often have to keep a certain persona yeah like you have yeah. to be a certain way um, and you can't let them see you right in a certain light right. and it's okay to be weak in some instances and not weak in other instances mm. and so it's all about like how are you perceived and mm-hmm. I think, like I said, starting off with my, with that family unit, I had to always feel like I was perceived to be strong. And I think people outside of my house, like anybody who knows me knows mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, I, I have a pretty domineering sort of personality. But I think part of that comes from the fact that when I was at home, I couldn't be weak. Yeah. I had to be. And then... I, like I said, I grew up in a family where I had, it was me and my three younger sisters, right. and I had to be that person. And you were the only male I'm at the time, the only time male too. and the eldest, so I had right. to be that person. And so, even when I felt like I could be a little bit more emotional, like you said, with my sisters and my mother, I feel like, from the outside looking in, people should have, like, they, they have to, when they see me, they have to see that this is a strong man. Right. And he moves in this way, and he operates in this way. And I think, for me... I'm actually finding out now at like the age 27 that that was a very unhealthy lifestyle to live. Um, someone told me it is. in the last like couple of days that they're noticing that I'm blossoming in a way where I'm more in tune with the way I, um, with the way I feel about things, mm. which is new to me because I've always been expressive. Right. But not expressive with your emotions With as my well. emotions. I've yeah. been expressive in terms of like, you know, being vocal and boisterous about something that I, you know, had some displeasure with. But in terms of just expressing how... But even feel, with that, like, just even with that, that's a dominant thing. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a trait that's associated with me. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, but now it's, I'm pretty sure it has changed, like, drastically. Um, but even with that, like, I can even say the fact that you've grown up with your mother and all that stuff, like, that's kind of allowed you to be more expressive... For me, it was the opposite. Yeah. For me, it was more so like I grew up when I came here. Well, I'll I'll start when I was in Haiti. Like my parents, and this is no shade to them. Yeah. I love my parents. I think they they are the most 
anybody that knows me knows I will I will kill for those those two. Um, yeah. But when it came to an emotional relationship, that wasn't something that was that was existent. You know that it didn't it didn't we didn't we didn't do that. Even with my mother, we didn't we didn't have that type of. It was like. Is is something wrong? Is something okay? Yeah. We're going to talk about this and keep it moving. I mean, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking about, like, when I would tell my mother when I was growing up, like, Mom, I love you, her response was always, me too. Facts. And I used to be like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you love yourself too? <laughs> I know that already. Like, why are you telling uh, me? <laughs> so I used to be like, and it took some time for me to go to my mother like, what does me too mean? Like, why, why do you keep telling me that? Right. And she was just like, you know, when she was growing up, I, and I also think it's cultural. Like, yeah. you know, there's a cultural part of it. You know, we'll get back to, like, the conversation about, like, why men are this way. But I, I think it's all a part it's of... It's all connected. It's all connected to this thing of, like, we come from a culture where it's, like, as parents, we are supposed to provide for our children. Mm-hmm. Once we've provided shelter, food, uh, you know, you got, you got education. Mm-hmm. After that, we did what we were supposed to do. Right. But that emotional side, it's like, you'll figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, even for my parents, I think I was the first person to start this whole... Like, now they do it, but, like, I was the first to tell them, like, I love you. Yeah. Like, telling telling my parents I love you, or, like, even in my household, it wasn't a thing. Like, we didn't tell each other, like, when we were leaving, oh, I love, I love you. you. Or, like, right, it right. was just like, all right, bye. I'll see you. See you later. Like, it was... Like, that emotional connection thing, it wasn't a thing. And I don't know if it's, like, a Caribbean thing. I don't know. Um, or just, like, a... I, I don't, it's weird. It's it's weird, and it's, it's... It's sad because I feel like we... Like, as children, we're robbed of that experience. Mm-hmm. And because we don't know how to operate in that system, we then rob our own children. And this is how we get into that generational piece of no one being able to fully express how they feel about things and that even goes into like when i think about I, I, you know my fiance has a cousin oh has, by the way congratulations my man's a whole a whole uh 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 married soon to be got a whole shiny ass well it's about to have a, a shiny ass ring on his fingers but soon to be but uh he did propose to his lovely beautiful queen queen jalice you know um, shout out shout to her. Out to <laughs> um, but congratulations to them too. Uh, can't wait for the wedding so we can get drunk know, and have some fun. I know, but anyway, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> if y'all want, y'all can send a donation. I'm here. Amen, amen. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, her, her, even in her family dynamic, I see the way that her family, and these are women in her family, mm-hmm. react differently to the men, mm. to the boys in the family. Right. And what I've noticed is that the girls are always there and they come back. Wherever they leave, they come back. But the boys, they sort of drift away. They got their problems. And we just sort of cut them off. We're like, all right, they're going to do what they're going to do. That's fine. So I think it starts off, like I said. That is fact. It starts off with that family dynamic because what you see at home, whatever your expectancy is at home, that's when you go out to the world and you're like, you go out in the world and you're like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to get. This is right. how I'm supposed to be. How people are supposed to interact with me. This is what I'm supposed to receive. And so now you already start off from that place of, you know, there being a void. Mm-hmm. Then you get out into the world. And like you said, you get into these relationships. And, you know, like I said, you mirror those relationships. So right. you see these people who you think have the right type of relationship. 
And before you know it, you're mirroring that kind of activity, that type right. of, you know, mentality. And then you break up with someone. And I think this is a lot where we, where a lot of men come to. You break up with someone, and now you feel empty, and you don't feel like you can commit to anybody else. So now what you do is you're now sucking other people dry because you're like, you know what, mm-hmm. I didn't get this, and now I can't give this. And this is why I say like the first breakup is important. It's important. Because it shows and on even on top of that, like it shows like, okay, I'm not getting what I want from my family. And the one time I decide to express that and go past my boundary and it's getting shut down and yeah. and, and torn up, why am I gonna do it again? And then you 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 know, from a young age you just have that mentality and you, and you grow. That. And then and then what ends up happening with men is, you know, regardless of, you know, what the sexual orientation is, but then you end up looking for that thing in this significant other. Right. You 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 end up searching and hoping that this person can fill, mind you, all of these years mm-hmm. of holes and voids. And when you do that, no one's ever going to be able to meet that that expectation. Mm. Your parents couldn't do it. Your mm-hmm. first person couldn't do it. Your friends can't do it. Your family can't do it. But then you expect in one whole person to fill that hole. All of that that this one I, That's not even a hole, that's a fucking A gate. <laughs> you know, a grand canyon size, you know like, emotional void that that, that it, it takes years to get to that. And I'll even say this. For for women that are looking for a very alpha male, understand that for that man to be a alpha? very alpha male, he there's a side a of, of things yep. that are not being dealt with. It's not and he had to like literally let that go. Like there's this whole part. You know how they say the the uh, sexual, emotional, spiritual. Like that whole emotional part is probably. And, and, and let me not even say this. I think you, you mentioned this before. It's not even that the emotional part isn't there because when it comes to yelling or being angry, oh, oh we know that, that. down pat. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to being apologetic, when it comes to saying, you know, I feel this for you. When it comes to saying, let me be, you know, because oftentimes in marriage, you always talk about, like, a woman having to subjugate herself to a man. Right. In a marriage or, you know, or in a relationship, a man also has to subjugate himself to a woman. But the idea, based on conditioning, that a man would subjugate himself to a woman. It's not. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. And it's sad, but it's, it's, really, it's really not a thing. Nor are we, like, even taught that. Like, I don't think I've, I've ever heard... Prior to this conversation, I don't think I've ever seen or heard a man say, you need to get in touch with your feelings. Even now, there's actually a glimpse of it. But yeah, like, I think, it's... I think society is sort of moving in that direction now. Right. Where they're like, you know what we need. To... Because what's ended up happening is that like, you just end up, because you haven't taught men how to deal with the spectrum of emotions that exist within them, that exist, period. Mm. They only focus on the anger. Right. And then they're always angry. All the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when you find that other emotion, you don't know how to deal with that. You know, it's interesting. Me and Dom was watching. She got me stuck on watching. Uh, uh, why did I get? Why did I get? No, Married at First Sight. Huh? That's my show now. Listen. That is my listen, show. Listen, I ain't going to lie. That's a good show, huh? Mm. She that got is. me on it. I, 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 the current season? Yes. We're watching. We just finished watching the other episode yesterday. Uh, it was... Don't tell me about it because I'm. I'm behind, oh, you didn't see it yet? I'm behind two episodes. Oh fuck! I, I ain't gonna say I'm it. I ain't episodes, gonna say so it. Like, don't tell me about it. But at the same time, she got me stuck on it. But what makes me interested about it is is the fact that like it 
it makes you watch yourself yes on the screen when you're seeing and i think for you and dom y'all probably have like maybe a little bit more in common because you know y'all met right whereas like i look at it for me and jalicia we're like we have known each other for years now yeah yeah, yeah. but you look at it and you're like what would i do in this situation mm-hmm. how would i handle that situation mm-hmm. when i see this mm-hmm. or you see past situations that were being... similar to that and mm-hmm. you're like hmm could mm-hmm. i handle that differently what did i do so I bring up that to bring up my man's. Um, oh, what is this guy's name? Which one? Which one? Tell me. He's the. It, it's the. It's the two best friends. So there's Woody. The, uh huh. I love Woody. That man is. I love. Guy right I now. love. You know Woody? what's crazy? I thought Woody was. What wouldn't be as emotional? That guy? Yo. I'm telling you, he didn't show everybody. <laughs> Woody, and, Woody and Miles. Yep, Woody and Miles. And then was. Tell we really be watching. Yeah. <laughs> names and everything. And listen, but Woody wife Amani. She's fucking phenomenal. She, I would love to have a drink with her. She she is funny as hell. And what I appreciate. Anyway, go ahead. Finish what you were saying. No, no, no. Um, I was about to say like it was interesting about Miles and um his. Uh 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 uh. uh what is that name? What's her that name? We call white women. Karen. Karen. Mm-hmm. I don't like Karen. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. I don't fuck with Karen because I have some Karen tendencies. <laughs> And my issue is, to this point that you're talking about, uh-huh. Miles is emotionally intelligent. Yep. He's in tune with what he knows about himself, what mm-hmm. he wants, what he expects. The fact that there was an episode. Have you you watched all the episodes? We're, we're, I'm, I'm caught up. All right. So yeah. I ain't hurrying. We ain't gonna talk about that. But uh, the episode where he comes and he tells her, I deal with depression. A depression, yep. And she responded and said, well, I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted this. I... And I said, do you think it was easy for him to just come out and tell you that? Mm-hmm. Do you? And, and, and so that is juxtaposed to, what's the other one? The two of them that they be playing, they be having dead silence. They don't talk to each other. Oh, the, the mute. Um, they... What are their names? <laughs> Christina and Henry. Yeah. So when Christina came out and said that she don't take her, uh, what is it, ADHD medication? Right. I received that differently. Then, and that's probably because I can identify with Miles. Right, right, right. You know, he's a black man. But, but Christina was reacting in a way Henry didn't know. Granted, I don't know if Henry would respond anyway. Because Henry, just Henry, know. he's kind of. But you know what? He's kind of. Let me tell you something. Henry is a real one. You know why? Because Henry, mm-hmm. Henry be knowing what's going on. He don't say much, but Henry knows he's, what's going on. He's what you call. He he stays in the shadows, but he sees everything. He knows what's he going stays, on. He stays. And, and as I watched the show, he started. We could use that show as a perfect example, mm-hmm. like the men in that show, of the spectrum when it comes to men being expressive. Mm-hmm. If we talk to what's what's the what's the old boy that the tall one Brett, is that his name? Who? Oh, uh, the white guy. The white guy. Um, Brett? The uh, the one that. Yeah, I think it's Brett. It's Brett. I don't like Brett. You don't like Brett? I don't like Brett because. Brett has a false sense of what? truth mm-hmm. about the way he lives his life, and he wants to put that on his Old wife. Girl? Yeah. And I don't like that. I right. think that's also because I come from a life... Like, I was just having a conversation earlier today where I'm like... Mm-hmm. Julissa and I, you know, we're looking to buy this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Black, right. man, black magic. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm trying to do a thing. Mm-hmm. And as we communicate with these... Uh, lenders and so we are 
right now because we're not married yet. Right. I am the borrower and Julissa is the co-borrower. Mm. And so whenever they do send us information, it's always Daryl. Sometimes it says Daryl and Julissa. But I am the person that's like, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what Julissa and I status is, I need her to be just as informed as I am. Amen. Because I never want for there to be a chance where I know more than she does or you know, I never want her to believe that I'm trying to pull a wool over her eyes at all. Like, we are in this together. We're partners. I want, I want that to happen. And so, when but, I watch the show... I'm sorry. I had to put this in. For, the, for those of you who are just getting in relationships, please take notes. But anyway. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching the show, Brett... I, I can't even remember his wife's name. But she, like... She's a nurse practitioner. Right. She making bank. She making good money. Cook, she don't got to cook. She ain't got to cook. She don't got to cook. But you want to tell her that she's... She says... In order for her to enjoy her life, she wants to go out. But because you can't afford to go out, do you know what that does? That doesn't tell her that she can't go out. That just says she's going to go out without you. Mm-hmm. And, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. But instead of him saying, how can I put myself in a position to make you feel comfortable? And how can we join our lifestyles together? He's like, I don't like it. I disagree with it. And you know what the thing, too? I think, I think 2020, men has to let go of this idea that just if you're not the breadwinner, bread mm-hmm. you're just not a man. We gotta let that go. We gotta let it go. We gotta let that go because the only reason why in the past men haven't been, women haven't been breadwinners, is because they were told that they were not good enough. There were systematic things that put them in a certain place. Facts. But now that these systems are being crumbled down, right, right, right. They are. They have the opportunity. First of all, I just gotta put this this disclaimer in here. Black women are making the most moves than any other person in the world. Like, black women are just doing their thing. This is me clapping. This is me, and, and we're cheering but, in the back. So, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm proud, mm-hmm. and I know Hansas, I know you are. Listen. To be in a relationship Amen. with black women. Mm. I mean, and black women move so effortlessly. Preach me one time. I'm just, I'm just grateful that I get to be in the presence. Amen. Anyway, that was a side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I say all that to say that... Your woman is out here making corn. I told Jaleesa way back when, if you need me to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> now, I don't know if I can really do it. Nah. My ambition is <laughs> but if you need me to take a step back but so if needs you be. can do what you need to do, right. I am fine with that. Because I told Jaleesa before we even got in a relationship, or before we got engaged, rather, what's most important is your education. Because regardless of what happens between the two of us, no one can take your degrees away from you. Facts. That is yours. And so I'm all about making sure that she is living the most fulfilled life because I want to make sure that we can live the most. Because society already allows, uh, to a point, right. me as a man, not necessarily as a black man, but as a man. Oh, I was about to say, you're going to put the black in there or you just, okay. Me as a man mm-hmm. to be able to achieve the things that I set out to achieve, whereas a black woman already has, I mean, women in general, but black women already, they got hurdles upon hurdles upon hindrances mm-hmm. upon obstacles in order to get to their goals mm-hmm. and even through all those things they're still able to be the most achieving people on the planet by this and not even recognized for it i take a, so i have no problem taking a step back facts but i say all that to say so let's get back to the to the show mr brett um his inability to accept that his wife is in a better place in her life both emotionally physically Mentally and monetarily, better than you are is a problem. It is. You need to, and that's not a we thing. That is not a 
my wife and I need to work on this. Right. That is a you need to get yourself together and say, what do I need to do to meet to be at her level? Be- but then it's but then it's it, it, it's him not recognizing um, where he's falling short too. Yes, you know what be- I'm saying. And nobody's really checking him on it either. That's yet again when I'm talking about society and the system here, you know, system at place. Men never really have to check their wrongdoings. What right. women have to do is figure out, okay, what am I not doing to measure up to this man? Mm-hmm. Men need to be taking a step back and saying, what am I not doing to measure up to this woman? And also, just going back to the point of like the whole family dynamic, or just even like um, how. As men, we are more prone to to express ourselves to a woman than to a man. Mm-hmm. If his friends or even his family members would have been like, "Hey, I think you need to take take a step back," it would have been emotionally and and see where you at. Yeah, he would have received it differently. He would have took and it that, a whole different he, way. Oh, that's a whole other thing. And I think this the larger point of this conversation is that I think men's or a man's lack of expression emotional expression um has hindered them but then more so hindered the relationships that they could have had mm-hmm. hindered their relationships with their because i think even when you talk about like our relationships with our mothers even though we can be expressive to our mothers at a certain point we get to a point where we're like but like sometimes we disrespect our mothers because we're like we are still men mm-hmm. and we need to come to a place where like we understand that emotionally we are not where we need to be. Right. And I don't know what we need. To, I mean, I think on a, you know, on a individual basis, we need to do a better job of explaining to our sons. I mean, hell, even me, I'm very much at a place where I'm like, I've said countless times that I don't think I want to have a son. I honestly don't know how, I, how I'd raise a son. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite difficult. I mean, I have sisters and I think I would do, I you know they have that, that whole thing I'm uh, a girl. But that's interesting though because like I like for me I was told I always tell Dom I want daughters, like I want a daughter. I said that told Jalisa if we have three daughters I'll be happy. Jalisa has said to me, even if we have three daughters she wants one son who will treat her the way I treat my mother. And that goes back <laughs> to how we're so em- and I think it's an emotional disconnect because I know that for me it will be easier for me to love my daughter and let her know like that's what it is and then when it comes to my son i i know in the back of my head there's a restraint that i'm going to have to have because at the same time like as much as i would want to let him know like yo i love love you you. yeah i know once he steps outside my door the shit that he's going to have to deal with ain't no love there ain't no love it's you it's it's do or die and there has to be this this survival instinct within a black male mm-hmm. that you have to have when it comes to dealing with the world. Mm-hmm. And I know like sometimes emotions doesn't play you can't, you and, can't and, and it doesn't it, play a part in it. Because you know we 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 live in a world so much where you haven't had emotions and now when you start to have emotions you can't have emotions. You can't. Like you gotta be I don't know. I just watched um, the other day. I watched Just Mercy, the movie with uh, Michael B. Jordan and uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this idea. And I appreciate the movie because, like, you know, you get to see these men like in their most vulnerable states. Oftentimes, it's you know when they're about to die, right? Or you know they've been incarcerated for some time for no reason. But 
I appreciate like you know even mainstream media is now trying to show some light on the fact shed some light on the fact that you know men do cry men men go through things and I think men oftentimes have a harder time dealing with it because they've never been taught how to deal with it or it's, it's okay to deal with it listen I have I have one thing about this right when it comes to when it comes to the whole emotional thing and putting blame on anybody or any gender or whatever you want to call it but it's just simply my observation mm-hmm. the whole miles thing was because it was interesting to me to see a man be able to be vulnerable in telling his emotions and his past and his hurts and his pains for and then for a woman to sit there and basically ignore it and to say at the onset of the show she says I wanted a man's man. Like, I wanted... I was expecting this thing, and I right. didn't get this. Oh, before she got married. Before she got married. Right. And so the idea is that, like... Mm. Before she even met him. But, it, but we ain't... Go ahead. We ain't gonna talk about that. Yeah, we like, we get to that. a... Like... like it, then it then becomes the thing, like, what else... What do you want? What do you want? Like, when a man is out here just fucking around, mm-hmm. do, and he, he gives no shits about you, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, you know... That's fuck boy. And what's weird is like that's the time that most women want him. This is why I struggle with this is because I I used to deal with this growing up. I used to always be like you know, women always want these fuck boys. I was never that way, mm-hmm. but I feel like over time, I feel like in order to get the woman that I wanted, even the woman that I thought maybe not have been that way, and I hate to like generalize, but I feel like I had to be a certain type of man in order to get women to look at me at all. Right. Then you start fucking around. Women start liking you and they're like, well, he's a fuckboy. But that's what you wanted. And we live in a society also and not to make men... And and it's not also just what what she wanted, but it's also that's what that's what what that's what is attracting you to me is that alpha... I don't give a fuck attitude. You get what I'm saying? Because if I would have came, if, 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 if any, any guy would have came and be like, oh, you know, can we talk about our feelings? How do you, like, how do you feel today? Like, Done. I just, I just want to talk about it's this. It's not happening. Like, you know? And I, if it is happening, this I cried today, like, for like an hour. It was so great. He's gay. <laughs> facts. <laughs> He's gay. But that's facts. And, and the idea is that, like, even when we think about, like, and I know this is sort of a subset, the fact that any man that shows emotion is gay when mm-hmm. gay is a sexuality not a state of mind not an emotional state but somehow all of it just gets lumped into sexuality right. there's a whole other conversation but the idea that a man can't be vulnerable and the only time he can be vulnerable is when he's in a relationship or with a person who he feels comfortable with but then at that point now you're laying all your burdens down on this one person and right. this one person is supposed to like I said at the beginning fill this one void I'm going to tell you this when it came to me and Dom, and you know this, you know mm. my history, you know, you know all that shit. But when it came to me and Dom, we had she. she I ain't gonna put we, but she had such a hard time breaking yeah. the first wall for me to even it like admit some type of emotion or for me to tell her certain things or whatever, like like saying I love you all the time or just like telling her how i actually feel about something it's it was i didn't realize how much how emotionalist i i don't know if that's a word but like how much how much i wasn't so in touch with my emotions 
You cut that off so I early? I cut it off so early until it came to her. And then I realized, I was like, yo, it takes so much work to bring that back. But then there had to be, and I, and I told this too, like, it, it had to be a certain amount of trust yeah. that I needed to have with her for me to be like, I'm going to show you this side and trust that you're not going to see me as weak. Right. You know? Right. And I feel like that was, for me, that was the biggest thing because for me, emotions in a man is a it's a signal is of weakness. It's a signal of weakness. Yeah. And I'm and there's there's a sense of vulnerability that comes with it that I was like so afraid to let go of. And I'm like if I'm going through this, I'm pretty sure people, I mean, uh, everybody, I think and some women take advantage of it too. That's the other thing too. That's a whole other thing. I mean, I don't I, I of course don't want to like, you know, generalize all women, but it it happens and you know, like I am fortunate enough to be in a relationship with a woman who is like, you know, way back when said to me, you know, I struggled with, you know, I had to be a certain kind of son for my parents, a certain kind of brother for my sisters, a certain kind of man for the world. And she legit and, you know, said to me, I want you to be whoever you want to be with me. Mm. And this was like, I want to say like senior year of, of college mm-hmm. or maybe like uh, junior year of college where she said to me like, I want you to be whoever you want to be for me. And I like those words like ring in my head often because I'm like, so often men are not who they want to be, but who they have to be. Do you feel like, do you feel like you've, you've always been emotionally connected with everyone that you've been, that you've been with? Like in a relationship? Like in the sense of like, like, have you been able to be expressive to, to every single one of them or has Jaleesia... Or is there something about her that has allowed the, the, the waters to flow? The waters to flow. <laughs> I think that I have been... I think, generally, as I said before, I am pretty emotionally expressive in most situations. Um, and so I think that's just a bare thing that I do with most people. And then Jalicia accessed a piece that had been locked away. Like you said, after that first real relationship mm-hmm. was locked away that I never wanted to see again. Um, I mean, I also think that, like, Jalicia f- either found or helped bring back a piece of me that was lost right. for a long time. Um, I think when a man becomes vulnerable with anyone, because we're not taught to be vulnerable with anyone, when he chooses to be vulnerable with one person or multiple people like you said it's a deep trust it's a trust and vulnerability aspect that that, comes with it. that if that person breaks that the man not only loses the trust but he loses a piece of himself he, that is hard permanently to, you you either don't get it back or it takes years and it gets to a certain age like i i, I think i've literally told dom this i was like because we had a, a thing of just like, oh, you know, um, do you, do you, are you really in this or do you really love me and all this other stuff? Like question the relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had to literally kind of like tell her, I was like, listen, the fact that I am choosing to be this vulnerable with you when it comes to my emotions, understand that this does not happen. And for women out there, when when you're trying to talk to your mans and, and trying to, 
tap into his emotions or whatever, or you see that he's being vulnerable in that sense, do not take that lightly. Don't take that lightly. Because the same way that he's given it to you, once, if ever broken or gone, he ain't come back. That that side of him ain't come back. Okay. It's like, uh, shame on me. What is it? Uh, 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 fool me once. Fool me once. Shame on me. No, fool me once. Shame on. Is it shame on me? Fool me so. twice. No, no, no. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame, shame on, on you. Shame, shame on me. Whatever it is. But y'all get the point. Either okay. which way, like that side is 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 cut off. You know. I just think that we as a society have to do a better job of like, because you know. You know, and I know this isn't the topic, but society also sort of tells women that they have to be a certain way. Right. Um, families condition women to be a certain way or girls to be a certain way. And so you have these girls that are conditioned to be one way. Men are boys who are conditioned to be another way. Then they ultimately interact with each other in society and they are screwed. And we just need to do a better job of like just as parents or guardians, whoever, showing love to these children Letting them know that it's okay to be themselves, letting them know it's okay to express themselves, letting them know that it's okay to, you know, be happy and grateful and joyous and also to be sad and disheartened so that when they ultimately, you know, like have to deal with things, Mm -hmm. they don't feel like they're reaching a part that was never accessed before. Let me ask you this, though. Our... I guess I would love to this question to be asked is a is a is a emotional man attractive I don't know that I could answer that question because I'm not necessarily attracted to men but because I feel like for all my life I've known men who are emotional don't get women like Right. Women aren't interested in them. But let me say this also. I think it's at the stage. I think you and I are pretty much at the same stage of our lives. We're like, I think now. Now it's fine. The women that we interact with. Right. Love the fact that this man is emotionally in tune. But then at the same time, I can play devil's advocate and say it's because they also know that there's another side. What do you mean when you say another side? Meaning that there are there is the other side of just like I can cut this off. Where I where it's more logical, it's more The woman is doing that or like there's no, another side of the man. There's another side of the man. Yeah. He's not totally he's not emotional. totally emotional, but there's another side where it's like it's straight shooter. So having both sides makes the man a little bit more attractive than well. The let other me say because this because I think if we go back to to Miles and Karen, I don't think Karen thinks that Miles can be anything other than emotional, right? But he's leaning more so on one side, whereas Woody, Woody leans more so he he sits on the middle. Woody for me is what I think. I don't know if I want to say, like, the quintessential. But, like, as a black man, I like Woody as an example of, like, a person who can sort of show emotion, Mm -hmm. still be that suave guy, you know, doing his thing. But when it comes to his woman, like, still be able to say, like, this is me and you right here. Like, I'm... But that's the balance. Yeah. 
Because I'm Most pretty men sure. Most aren't that. Right. He's, he's very bad. And I think because of his past, and be, I think because of, like, what he's seen, um, what he's seen that he ha- that he doesn't want to become. Yeah. Like, it balances him out to, like, okay, this is, this is how I treat my woman. But outside of here, this is how I am. But when you're leaning just more so on just, like, I'm totally emotional and all this other stuff, it, there's, no, there's no balance. I struggle with this because I'm thinking to myself, like, Miles, like, going into this, we all assumed that Miles was going to be like, oh, this is going to be the great guy. Like, right. he was going to be doing. But then he was matched with a woman who didn't really want that. Right. Or wasn't ready for that. Uh, whereas Woody met his match. And, like, you know, Amani is very much, it's very much, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but this is how we're going to do it. Like, this is how we're going to handle this type of situation. Let's talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And so I think. And I love the way that she handled the, her um, when, she, when he did say, I love you. I loved it. I loved it. It wasn't a shutdown. So let's, let's even talk about this. Let's talk about the fact that at the place where we are right now, is why we can receive that show. Mm. If we, if that, I don't know how long that show has been on. I think I want to say they're like on their ninth season. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago when they had the first season, we never would have watched a show like that. No. No. This conversation wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't have been had. And, you know, and I think about the time, because, you know, you and I have known each other for... <laughs> More than a decade? More than a decade now. And... The men that we've grown to be, we've always been able to fully express ourselves to each other. Right, right. But in terms of, like, receiving information mm-hmm. from other people or other sources, especially from other men... Yeah. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing at all. And so I think... I, I'd hope that, you know, as we move forward... Men are able to be this way before their age, you know, 27, 28, 29. Like, that shouldn't happen. But I also think, like you said, it's a stage, but it's also a sense of maturity that comes with it. Because we, as men, we are adaptive to what is necessary at the time. Meaning, like, what in, when we're in our 20s, we know, like, what we are now was not needed. We needed I to. I don't. But I don't know if that's true. No, I don't know if that's true. And I, the reason I say that is because I think we never got. We were never told that the full picture existed, like that type of man, like a Woody type man existed. But would it would ha- when we were? I don't want to say high school because high school is is too much too much nonsense. But after high school, freshman year of college, yeah, would a Woody type of character be necessary to survive in that environment for us to be able to find a girl would we need that woody type of mentality no or would we need more so a alpha type yeah. of mentality and i mean a total alpha yeah i mean i i think back to my college days and like i remember interacting with women and it was very much like you know, I was interested in them, but they just saw me as sort of like this meek, mild guy. Like, I didn't really... I wasn't, like you said, the, the 
I could be alpha, but I wasn't the alpha. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess women look for the alpha. Women want a guy who's sort of like running the show, in charge. And if they find a guy who isn't that, they don't want. But what what used to bother the hell out of me when I was growing up is I had my woman friends tell me often, mm-hmm. I want to marry a guy like you. But I don't need that guy right now. But I don't want to be with that guy right now. Mm. And that's the truth. That's, that's, that's literally the truth. I'll say this, right? When it comes to why men aren't in touch with their feelings, obviously there's a number of things going on. Obviously, it's the it's the family the family dynamics, their environment, in the times that in the in the in the stage of in the stage that they are living in. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, you're not gonna get that. Depending on the guy, but also, it's hard it's hard for me to say like we just need to do a better job because. I don't think if I had a son right now, mm-hmm. I wouldn't raise him to be emotional. Right. I don't think I would. I would raise him to be emotion, emotionally intelligent, but not totally emotional. Because of like how, of how our our environment is right now. Because I. I so let me ask you this then. Okay. Do you ra- do you raise son, daughter, whatever? Do you raise them to be? the way you want them to be or do you raise them to be the way uh, society or to 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 or do you pre- raise them to be prepared for what society is going to bring at them that's a good question i would have to say the way that i would have to say that the way that uh i, I want to say both Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way that society is going to uh, treat them is what you would raise them to be prepared for what society is going to for how society is going to treat them. I think that I think that a strong understanding of how society has changed, mm-hmm. what it means to be black, mm-hmm. woman or man. Mm-hmm. I think those things are something that, like, for me, like, I wish that I knew. Because my background comes from a, a more immigration type of type of uh, background, which I didn't know what that meant until I came here. Like, I didn't even know, really, like, I was a black nigga or whatever you want to call it until, like, I came here and was treated as, treated as such. But I guess, like, since... I don't know. I feel like maybe if we, if we, if I was in a different environment, like back in Haiti or something like that, mm-hmm. and my kids were coming here, like that would be more so my mindset. But because I we live here already, mm-hmm. I think that might that might change. That's something like a little bit of both. I struggle with the answer to that question because I think we do have to do a good job of preparing our children for what the world will bring. But then I think about 
should I like if I if I want my child to be honest and brave and courageous and show love, but then I'm gonna do that and then say, but you can't do it at this time. But you can't do it at that time. I think that I don't know that that's helpful for them, and I'd rather them do what is right and what I've trained them to do, what I've you know taught them to believe is the right thing to do than to do something that you know just to operate based on what somebody else gives them and the reason i say that is because not every person yes generally speaking that's probably what they're going to encounter but not every person is going to treat them that way i also, i don't know i struggle with this because even if you teach them on the right way like you train them to be the right to do the right thing and think about things the right mm -hmm. way somebody could you know do them wrong and yeah. then it throws everything out the window. And so, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's a... I feel like we have to teach our kids to just be adaptive. You gotta be yeah. able to be adaptive. Yeah. You know, um... But anyway, I am getting to the last sip of my drink, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, do you have any last, uh, final thoughts? Um... I think my, my last thing would be, I just hope that, you know, as we move forward, you know, you and I, and like this responsibility is sort of also in our hands, because whether it be us having children or interacting with like younger boys in our life, because I find that, you know, even for me, there are younger boys who I still have a difficulty reaching mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a way that I'm supposed to talk to them or a way else to interact with them mm -hmm. and so I think my final thought on this would just be any younger male younger boy that we interact with we have to be able to one be an example of to them that they will get to this place and it is okay to be in this place where right. they can be emotionally you know vulnerable at times but then on the other side show them that Whatever their truth is right now isn't their only truth. There are other truths that, that can be had. Um, yeah. Some good stuff. Um, I think for me, like, my final thoughts is... Uh, it's okay. It's okay to be... It's okay to be in touch with your feelings. Mm -hmm. Just because you're in touch with your feelings does not mean that you're weak. Yes. It does not mean that you're weak. And just because... You go after a girl and everything like that, and they don't appreciate that. Fuck them. Move on to the next. No, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not literally fuck them, but you know. <laughs> but forget about them and just move on to the next. Because you are gonna find somebody that appreciates you. You know that appreciates that side of you and and that understands that side of you. But you know, these are just thoughts. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this has been a great time. Um, yet again, I would just like to thank my boy, my brother, Mr. Daryl, a.k.a. the next future president um, of these United States and probably the world. But anyway, we're going to talk about all that. Um, but anyway, we'll see you in our next episode. This is the last sip.